This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Generals gathered in their masses, just like women with fat. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for being here tonight. Um, welcome back to In Liberty and Health. I've been looking forward to making this show happen for quite a while. Um, we have a dear friend of the show who's commented, and we finally met about a week or two ago on somebody else's show. If you caught me on Tyler Yonke's show, uh, the Libertarian Podcast Review, he was on there briefly. And I believe he had something to do with his uh, F trophy at the time. So um, unfortunately, he couldn't join us for the rest of the show. But um, I got him here tonight in the studio. So before we get to that portion of the show in the stream, make sure you hit all the links below to get everything and find out what I got going on. A Common Crown's got a new single, but we also got Tiger Fitness right here. They got a little bit of a deal on mass gainers and I think cutting stacks over this weekend. So tons of good deals there, as always. And then the World's Best Electrolytes, LMNT. And of course, I got my little, uh, what do they call it? The anti-Semitic squid right there. And um, as always, I represent the sharks. So um, yeah, make sure you um, like, subscribe, share this stuff, uh, drop some comments. It drops some super chats. I have super chats, so feel free to leave a super chat if you're feeling generous tonight. And uh, without further ado, let's go. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty, physical, and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? I am. <laughs> All right. Dickie, you said it would take 10 years. It was going to be like the next Tool album. But here we are. Welcome, brother. Only 10 months, only 10 months. I'm glad to be on with my favorite uh, garage band podcasting mechanic. <laughs> it, it was a garage band podcaster mechanic. Um, I, I'm honestly, I'm kind of surprised he called me a mechanic because I think that's very generous. If you saw what I do in my job every day, you'd be surprised that people would even call me that. So I, I think I'm doing all right. That's good, man. It was finally good to be on. I know I've been, I've been canceling here and there. So I, I act like. Like I have an important life to to keep people guessing. 
No, nah, dude, good enough. Uh, I, I mean, I certainly do too. Like people think that uh, I probably like live a much more extravagant life than I do, but I mean, I'm most like walking the dogs, working out, um, playing music, or uh, unfortunately at my job. I, I wish it was a lot more of just doing this, connecting with people, and you know, pumping out f, f trophies or something like that. But unfortunately, that's not what life is all about. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I guess that gives you a, a good floor to introduce yourself to the audience and people who may not know you. And uh, yeah, whatever you got. Yeah, um, most of y'all, if y'all are tuning into this episode, you probably know who I am. Otherwise, you probably would look at the dude named Dickie Walnuts and be like, what the hell? Um, so I uh, honestly, I just I used, uh, used to do this more so than I do now. I just have fun and make clip videos on, on Twitter and uh, basically ride coattails of my favorite podcaster friends and uh, hang around and shitpost. I don't know if I wasn't supposed to say that word so early in the show, but no, you're good. I it's, don't it's done. <laughs> well you know what i think we got a uh i, I want to share a little clip because i think i remember seeing this pretty early on let me make sure that my twitter dms aren't open either okay yeah we're good hope it's what i think it is uh it's gonna be some gay porn oh yes no that's straight dude yeah my magnum opus the greatest oh no i, I made half of this video on the shitter at work <laughs> <laughs> Is that i was literally like sitting on a forklift like going through <laughs> thank you for mommy my second favorite actually was part of the title of the show. My January 6th one. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that and I just could not stop laughing. And, you know, it's got to be up there with um, me and Pete Quinones' um, <laughs> Nutter Butter tweet. <laughs> if you ever saw that one, where it was uh, N is for the way that you nutted no, me. Oh, I missed it. Oh, my God. I can't. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well you know it's funny what's up, david? david brady I'm, I'm glad that he's here but uh he sent me over the video i had no idea like this was that much of a thing he's like yeah people will post this video of nutter butter saying n is for the way that you nut at me and then i'm on the very end i say r is for real ones like all you guys are and like he's like oh yeah like half a million people like it i'm like oh my god i had no idea like this little twitter thread that was all natural like pete yeah. just replied to nutter butter i'm like oh look that's cool so i'll put you know they had the n the i the g the g and then the e and then i'm like okay i'll put the r at the end and you know well it'll probably just be like a couple people will like it next thing i know like still to this day just randomly i'll get somebody that likes it uh the tower goes viral on instagram yeah. for a few weeks i know it, it oh yeah kills me i can't it, um, believe it that was such a good organic thing like we didn't even like nobody in like any tower group chats that have been made before nobody said anything until like after the fact because it was such a like a short one, but um, it was so funny just seeing that shit on there. Because I think I saw, um, I don't know if you replied to Pete, but I saw like the beginnings of it, and I was like, oh, here we go, like that's cool. I didn't think it would take off like that, so it was it was really cool seeing that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the Megan McCain stuff, where like I remember I Tim Pool 
tweeted out something and said, uh, Matt Walsh taught me to be meaner or like taught me to be mean to bad people. And I think I literally just tweeted pussy with a screenshot of him saying, God damn, this is fucking awful from the LPNH tweet. And that one blew right the fuck up. I think I got like over a thousand likes on it or something like that. Oh God, it was so fucking funny. Like I just figured out, you know, that's like a throwaway tweet. And next thing I know, everybody's like, Oh my God, you fucking owned him. And somebody was like, Oh, killer Kyle. Like, uh, you know, I'm like a nice guy in person, but like, I can't. Yeah. Oh, Tim Pool is like, oh, I learned how to be mean. I'm like, bro, you ain't seen shit yet, dude. Look at my McCain tweet. <laughs> like, that was the fun thing about that. Is I, I was going after pretty much everybody that, like, I mean, I liked half, not half the people in there, but I liked some of the people that were in that at first. And then I was just like, you know what? Fuck them. I don't care. Like, you're going to be awful on this little thing right here. I'm going to expose it. And uh, that's kind of what was the best thing about it because I just, I had so many just rapid screenshots of stuff. And then I just uh, I see uh, the the worst takes on it were from libertarians with like Ukraine profiles too, so I'm like, yeah, you got to be in there too, loser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, those people absolutely deserve to have their feelings hurt. If you got the Ukraine flag in your bio, um, I still can't believe Dickie's someone's dad. Yeah, I mean, you know what? There's tons of people. I can't either. Fuck trophies. Yeah, I mean, eventually I'll be one, but you know, unfortunately, I'm sorry. That's not that day is not today, but eventually. He, he got to see his first snow the other day. I was, uh, it was pretty cute. In Miami? No. Um, he was, uh, no, he's, he's in New York right now, uh, with, uh, with my wife's family. So they're chilling up there near Buffalo. So it's snowing. So he got to see snow for the first time, which he'll probably never see again unless we travel because we don't get that here. But, um, oh yeah, I miss the little guy. I mean, it's got to be like peaceful and quiet in the house at least, but I mean, I'm sure that gets lonely after a while. Like I kind of like spending the days, like the Sundays that I have alone with my dogs. Cause I'll just like sit here, do a mm -hmm. podcast, drink some coffee, go work out in the morning, walk the dogs, dogs will sleep downstairs. But like, I am kind of ready to do something else. Just DM you the tower video. Oh, you know what? Perfect. Perfect. We will do that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I like I definitely enjoy spending time yeah. with my wife, and then you yeah, obviously my wife and our dogs as well. And then I'm sure once we have kids, it's going to be uh, the same deal where I'm probably going to stay pretty busy. Um, and the podcasting may have to take a little bit of a backseat, but I think that's all right. Oh, here we go. Okay, let me yeah, pull this. It's up. it's kind of okay. funny. Like once once you hit that stage, you're just like um, you want your space, obviously, because you're you're so busy with work and being a husband and father. And you're trying to do your best to be involved in stuff, which is, you know, it's fun. And then, and then obviously you want your, your space when you can get it. Um, but then like all week, I'm like, okay, hey, well, I have all this time to go to the gym or clean the house and do whatever. And then I'm like, I got all this other time. And I'm like, no, well, now what? And I'm like, okay, do what you used to do back in the day. Just go and sit in the bar for hours. And I'm like, okay. So I went and did that. And I'm just like, where's my friends at? <laughs> <laughs> you're just like fuck <laughs> you like graduate to a level of like old that nobody wants to hang out with you even though my drinking buddies are older than me it's like they don't have kids so you're like in the next category so you're just kind of just chilling by yourself and it sucks <laughs> all right here we go this is uh this is the classic oh yeah let's go i don't think i oh oh i fucked it up my bad I don't think I ever showed this on the show, and like I, I don't, I showed some of my coworkers this, but it cracks me up. So Nutter Butter N is for the way you nut at me. 
That was Pete Kinones, and I is for the insights you gave me. <laughs> the music kills me. Cheese for the good times we've shared. <laughs> I, I can't hear the music. Is it playing over, like, uh, call audio? No, it shouldn't be. I'm surprised you can't hear that. Let me oh, see. I ruined it. I hit... Oh, no, no, no. I'm glad you said that. I might have it turned down too low. Because I couldn't hear my video earlier, and I was like, all right. Oh, my God. Music is good for us. Okay, so it might be just you, Dickie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my it's God, just me. Oh terrible. shit! It's, it's my little yeah. little demons in the house fucking with me again. Cheers for the goals we set. He is for the excellent memes, and then I'm right at the end. R is for the real ones, like all you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I've seen that on Instagram a few times. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then, like, they hid every single one, and then, like, now if you go back and look at it, it said, like, this from a suspended account, this from a suspended account. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, they have the meme right at the end with the dude standing in front, of the, in front of the beach. Oh, my God, dude. You know what? And I was off Twitter for a very, very long time, so I made a, um, I think I made a Twitter back in... Actually, it just said I celebrated my 14-year anniversary of having a Twitter. So I made it back in 2009. I want to say I was in... Dude, you're an OG. Yeah, so I would have been 13 years old, if I got that right. 14, 2009. No, 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 I'm sorry. I would have been 15 years old when I made Twitter. So I remember making it because there were a bunch of musicians on there. And I'm like, oh, cool, I get to follow them. And I did it for like a little bit, and then I stopped. And I got back on in college, and then I got off from about 2017 until when I started my podcast, which was October of 2021 is when I started. That would have been – I would have been 11 years old if you got on Twitter. Holy shit. I think I got on in 2016, maybe 2015 or 16, one of the two. And I would just be on for like, uh, like sports news for the most part. So similar to you with music, mm -hmm. I didn't really use it until um, Cole from Tower Gang because we we're buddies, and he, he he I think just threw me in the group chat, like this huge Tower Gang group chat, and there's like yeah. a gazillion people in it. And so that's how I got into the um, libertarian Twitter sphere, pretty much. Oh my God! Oh, look who dropped! Oh, by. thanks, Josh. Best guess ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Josh is the best. Congratulations, oh, yeah, no, Josh, like... on your kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus Christ! And your twenty-fifth. You will talk about a fucking uh, fuck trophy factory. Jesus Christ, that house is always fucking popping. Um, so yeah, you stood up right before the show and you had your Black Sabbath shirt on. And one thing I wanted to talk to you about is uh, Sabbath. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I entitled the stream on their knees, the war pigs crawling, because all I can think about is the, uh, you know, the Megan McCain tweets and Sabbath. So, um, I'm guessing Sabbath is probably your number January one 6, band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sabbath, uh, for a band. Yeah. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, if you call it a band, I mean, that's right under. So, but same thing. I mean, he was Sabbath for years, but, uh, love Sabbath. I was, I just got my Spotify wrapped and it was like you're in the point zero 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 five percent of listeners and i'm just like well shit nothing's changed <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so, yeah. i'm sure like 
if you went through my YouTube music, I'm kind of eclectic. Like Pantera will always be my favorite band, but I don't listen to them an insane amount. But like every time I do, it always just brings me right back to remembering why I love them so much. Just like the raw fucking throat punching power. But I mean, I'm sure for like Sabbath for you, it's like Tony Iommi's larger than life riffs. Um, Ozzy's very distinct voice, Geezer Butler, um, just, you know, the whole fucking deal. So like my favorite Sabbath album is probably Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. And I know, you know, people might give me some shit for that, but like all those songs on it, that was like the original album where it was like, uh, it was like a greatest hits album, but all those songs were just fucking hits front to back. Lots of underrated songs on there. Like Sabracadabra is a fucking banger. Like. It, it it goes so hard. Obviously, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath is really heavy. It's a classic yeah. Sabbath heavy sound. Um, I don't know if you know the, the the story behind how they made the album, but it's pretty cool. They were um, they were kind of in a slump producing wise, mm-hmm. and so they went back because they were in America for a bit producing like Volume Four. Then they did mm-hmm. Five. I can't remember if that was in America or England. I think they might have done some in in both. Um, but then they were like, "Well, we can't." Tony couldn't figure out a riff to save his life. And he's like, well, let's go back to England. And they rented this old, like straight up haunted castle. Like they would see ghosts and shit walk through walls. And so that's where they decided to produce uh, bloody Sabbath. And he said, as soon as they got in there, like in the first week, I mean, riff after riff just came to him and he started writing stuff down. And I mean, they made an awesome album, very underrated album too. Wow, that's super interesting. And like, I've I've always found band history like that to be so fascinating. And it's probably why a band like Pantera for me was so huge is because like, you could watch their home videos. And like watching the, I think it was called. Yes, the videos or something I like love that. those. Oh, yeah. Where yes. they, they have like these giant <laughs> the best. Hot leaves. Yes. They're shooting fireworks off and shit. You get dying bags burping every like two seconds. <laughs> You're just like, hell yeah. <laughs> I love that shit all all over YouTube, dude. Free, oh, yeah. it's the best free entertainment there is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I remember being a kid and watching those and thinking, like, man, you know what we got to do? We got to light off Roman candles in our house, dude. That seems like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I um, I posted that picture the other day. It was about like the hair metal Pantera, like before and after. Yeah, it was like, holy yeah. shit! I'm super glad they. I'm super glad they they switched because like what they did for those years was pretty fucking awesome. I mean, I wish you know everything would have worked out and they'd have stuck together and stuff, you know, because who knows what would be like today. I mean, you know, everybody could have still been alive or or what. But um, I mean, I love listening to Pantera as well. They're not my absolute favorite band, but they're they're way up there for sure. I wish I could see them this year. Yeah, it was. Um surreal for me to see Pantera and I know like some people poo-pooed it but like the fact that you had like the guy to play for Zach Wild or I'm sorry for Dimebag Zach Wild and then like the drummer was always kind of up in the air so like yeah, you know your Pantera perfect. history um Vinnie Paul was a little bit more like he wasn't as social as Dime was. So like there really weren't any close friends. But when they said it was Charlie Benanti doing it, I thought about it and I'm like, okay, well, they always said, like the guys in Anthrax had always said that Dimebag would have been the sixth member of Anthrax because he guested on some tracks, he helped write some songs and stuff like that. So they were like, All right, well then that would make sense that you'd had Charlie Benanti in his place. And like I remember watching videos and I was thinking like 
you know what? He does pretty fucking good. And then I saw him live twice. I'm like, it, it was just, I can't describe it because like, for me, Pantera was my entire world when I was a kid. Like I wanted to be a dime bag there when I grew up. So like being able to just kind of like come full circle with it is really cool. And I think that's like the experience that a lot of people felt is like, I never got to see Pantera when I was a kid. So like seeing this is really, really cool. And I guess this kind of goes over like another point. Um, Zach Wild from, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, Black Label Society. Um, he's doing that black or the Zach Sabbath cover band. I'm gonna go see it in February. Mm-hmm. Um, have you got a chance to catch it or do you even know about it? Are you gonna see Zach Sabbath in February? Is that what you're gonna see? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was asking if you know anything about Zach Sabbath, like if you've seen them. Yeah, yeah. I love I love seeing like I'll see videos and stuff of them. Uh where where are they playing at? Because I was trying to find some venues somewhere near me a lot of them were like in california and stuff though or or just far away i couldn't i couldn't do it yeah there's they're coming to the roxanne i think around here which is probably like 45 minutes away from me um so i i haven't got to see oh, it yet, shit. But i would love to go see it um what did jc say have you guys seen that phil and Selma video where he's giving an anti-drug lecture to some college kids no i probably haven't seen that was he um, saying the n-word <laughs> i mean he's always been on some crazy shit that was the uh the whole white power thing was where uh rob flynn kind of outed himself as a fucking pussy like dude get the fuck over it oh yeah i remember that um but i i don't know if we talked about it i was gonna try to see pantera in february because i'm going to daytona for the race and then uh if it was gonna fall through my backup was pantera in nashville and i was actually close to to doing that so i was like fuck i wish i could do both like yeah because i don't know when i'm gonna see them again because they're gonna be touring super far away for the rest of the year i think i I think they're only the closest show to me was nashville and they're doing two in florida but i'm in pensacola and they're like tampa and and somewhere else and like if you know anything about florida like if you're up in the panhandle you're you're far from everything else everybody asks me like oh do you go to disney i'm like no it's like eight hours away bro like i can get to atlanta i can get to nashville i can get to new orleans much quicker than than that so um yeah all the all the shows i want to see are super far away i think the next one that i want to see that's close is uh judas priest and sabaton in uh Ooh. mobile i think that's on that's on Mother's Day, <laughs> which my uh, wife said I can go to as long as we celebrate Mother's Day beforehand. So, <laughs> yeah, there I love we go. It. Just tell her, yeah, hey, you got the kid this day. I'm going to go see Rob Halford ride his fucking Harley and fucking yes. Glenn Tipton rip some shit, dude. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm all about. Dude, I'm more excited for Sabaton. I love Sabaton. I mean, I like Judas Priest as well, but like, oh my, dude, Sabaton just cranks out bangers. I love their. We were talking about Christmas music earlier. I love their song, uh, Christmas Truce. I mean, that's so awesome. Okay, so you know what? I've seen Sabaton, and I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever really listened to them. Um, Like, I like seeing them live, and all I ever hear about is how great they are, and I'm sure they are. I just, like, never sat down to listen to them. And, you know, I've they seem to be, like, so well-revered that I almost feel, like, embarrassed to say that I haven't. Well, they're different. Like, I don't know if you would call it uh, symphonic metal. I don't know if that's the word for it, but they're like, everybody just calls it Sabaton. Like, their style is like the closest <laughs> thing to them that I know of would be like, like, um, Power, Power Wolf or something like that. Gotcha. Some like opera singing and metal, like shit like that. I don't know, like, 
tons about musical genres, but that, that's that's the closest I can compare it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I remember seeing them. I'm trying to remember the exact tour that they were on, but I saw them at uh, Stage AE, which is kind of like the the third biggest venue here. So like there's Stage AE, and then bigger than that is um, Burgettstown, which is where I saw Pantera and Lamb of God. And then the biggest one would be like PPG Paints Arena, which is where I saw Metallica. And then um, I, I guess probably like your your gay pop acts would maybe play at a Heinz Field, but like Metallica and all them aren't going to play there. Like most of the bands are going to play PPG Paints Arena. And then obviously we have like the smaller bars. So like my band opened up for Lita Ford at Jurgles and at a field out in Butler. And then we opened for... That's still cool to me. Like you guys opening for Lita. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, two times, two times. We didn't get to meet her, but we did open her for two times. She waved oh. us in her van when she was driving. Oh, okay. Stage. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, it sounds really so cool. You opened, like, you didn't get to meet her. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? She said it sounds <laughs> like, pretty damn good for being old as shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to meet yeah. the other band. I've, I've seen, I've seen some of the videos. So, like, we, uh, we met Steel Panther back in uh 2020 which uh that was probably the coolest show i ever played is uh opening for still panther and feeling like the guitar rumbling your chest and the drums on stage i mean that shit's fucking crazy um, i'm hoping we get to do shit like that again <laughs> but so what would be your favorite sabbath album i think i heard you lay this out before but if i didn't then what is your favorite sabbath album hey, my neighbor just got home so my dog <laughs> oh that's all right Um, yeah, like we were saying earlier, it's uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath is mine, and uh, I'm curious what Dickies is. He's yelling at his neighbor. Good, sorry. Um, so my favorite. I'm sorry if those dogs are still. Out. I don't. I don't no, know I don't how know. loud it is, but stop. My favorite is probably Paranoid. Um, but like, gotcha. okay, right under Paranoid is uh is um Master of Reality. Like that's like one A and one B for me. I don't like I'll choose Paranoid over that just because it's got the iconic songs. You know, you got War Pigs, you got Paranoid, you got Iron Man, Fairies Wear Boots. You know, yes. um, but like, damn, like Master has Master's heavy, and that's that's what makes it like right up underneath because uh, like Into the Void. I mean, that's if if, if Paranoid is my favorite album, the Paranoid song is my favorite song. Into the Void is right under the song Paranoid for me. Like, that's the heaviest, one of the heaviest riffs you'll ever hear. Like, and uh, recent videos even, like, old-ass Tony Iommi's on stage, and he's, like, slow-walking like the fucking Terminator, playing that opening <laughs> riff to it. Like, da, 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 da. it's like, fuck, dude, that's so heavy. Um, and that's that's why, for me, I like the, both of those, too. Um, Black Sabbath is, you know, the first one and then paranoid was kind of a continuation of that album um and then into the void was similar but they just decided we're gonna make like a part three to this but just even heavier somehow and, and like every song like you'll go from sweet leaf which is like driving heavy nice and uh, a fuzzy fat sound and then like a, an, an acoustic slow song to make you kind of chill out and then boom lord of this world uh, a song like orchid and then you'll get like, um, you know, into the void. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, 
the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like it, it goes from like heavy to soft, heavy, soft. I mean, that's what I love about that album as well. So I think Paranoid will be one just for obvious reasons. I mean, it's got the best songs for me, but uh, Master is, is a very, very close second. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So what would be your opinion on Ronnie James Dio in Sabbath? I'm very, very curious about this. I love him. I love Dio on okay. Sabbath. Like I love Dio in general. Yeah, I love Dio. He's, I mean, he's a better singer than Ozzy. Let's let's be honest. Like, he's one of the best singers in metal. Like, probably for me, the best voice in metal. My favorite, anyways. I mean, there's other you know great ones, but um, like when you're five foot one and you can like belt it out that loud and that well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, JC, sorry to interrupt. But, uh, it's all right. And changes okay. are very good songs. I love changes. It's such a pretty song on a oh, yeah. volume four. Um, about about Bill Ward, the drummer, him and his he was having a separation with his wife, and so he just wrote the song and played piano on it. So very good song. But um, yeah, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules uh, are nice. two albums with Dio on it. So good. <laughs> like well, I remember yeah. the first time when I was younger, like hearing uh, Heaven and Hell, and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> like who the fuck? And then I learned who Dio was, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember I actually kind of discovered like I wasn't familiar with Dio and Sabbath. Like I knew he was in there, and I heard Rob Flynn. I, I want to say it was Ronnie James Dio when he died. Rob Flynn released an acoustic cover of "Die Young," and it was just absolutely fucking amazing. And then I listened to the real song, and I'm like, "Holy fuck, this is so fucking good!" Like, wow, and like that whole yeah. album fucking he, rips. Yeah, the way he was able to, because because Ozzy would sing uh, with the riff, he would he would punch the notes when he would sing, because he wasn't a professional singer. He had range, and he could go high to low, and especially in the Sabbath days, he was a, a he had a good voice. But Ronnie could sing over the riff just effortlessly, and he could, um, you know, sing very quietly, like in Die Young, where he's 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 got like the little uh, interlude or whatever, and then boom, back to the heavy riff with Tony, and Ronnie can just sing over that loud ass riff with no problem whatsoever. Um, yeah. If I mean, if if Sabbath wasn't known for having Ozzy for their first several albums, and they just started with Dio and just took a different trajectory, they'd still be one of the best bands ever. For yeah, sure. I mean, it's really interesting to think because like even Tony Iommi's songwriting was completely different for those albums. Like it wasn't nearly as doomy and it was a lot more melodic and it was just so interesting because like they were two completely separate bands like just listening to them, but I mean it was still Black Sabbath, but like 
Ronnie James Dio is such like a melodic singer that he really like presents himself as like the mm -hmm. lead, like the front man. He's excellent at that. And like you think about all those songs on the album, and specifically like when I think about Die Young, he just fucking sings so powerfully. Heaven and Hell, same deal. Just like this all encompassing fucking voice over these you know steady beats. It's just super interesting. Whereas like with Ozzy, it was a little bit more like grim and doomy and heavy. Where Ozzy didn't necessarily take the lead as a front man as much as like ronnie did but it was still like a whole like the band was still really good altogether. um neon knights was i believe mob rules uh album with sabbath jc yeah. to answer your question uh but what you said uh kyle about the the transition um honestly that was all dio himself because um he was a musical talent so he could play bass he could play other instruments and he could uh write songs and so for the Ozzy years, uh, Geezer was, Geezer's always been the main songwriter for Sabbath. And obviously Tony would write all the riffs and stuff. And Ozzy would just sing. Um, but when Dio came along, he had a whole lot of input with the songwriting. He always wanted to, like, his thing was he wanted to sing about rainbows. Because he always, that was his thing. Like, he came from the band Rainbow. And, like, you know, Rainbow in the Dark was a Dio song. Um, and he would, uh, um, and he would, you know, he'd sing some of those lyrics and sabbath music until tony would tell him like look man i love you this is black sabbath we can't sing about rainbows this is like doom metal but even so he would write the, a lot of the songs um when he was there because he was more assertive than all of them were so he would say hey we're gonna do it this way and do it this way um and that's why it took such a different uh path and it sounded amazing um that's actually why he left the band which kind of sucks because they were doing a uh they were going to support a, um, an Oz, not an Ozfest, but they were going to do a festival with Ozzy when he was starting his solo career. And Dio didn't want to do it because he hated him and Ozzy hated each other because Ozzy was kind of jealous of him replacing him. And Sharon, she's a cunt. So she was obviously behind that too. So that's why he left. And that's why he left a second time in the 90s when he rejoined them for, a, for an album because um, they were trying to do a. Uh, um, they were, I think they were opening for Ozzy's, um, either his No More Tears album or something else, but his tour, I mean, and uh, Dio refused to do it. So <laughs> he's like, I'm leaving. Fuck you. Um, but um, like he, he, he was the one person in the band that would do things his way, which was good because it made a lot of amazing music. And it, that also led to the, the downfall because the other band members didn't know how to handle that yeah it's interesting to see situations like that so like you think about a band like mastodon or even pantera that kind of like continuously had the same members even like disturbed as well um they've had the same members for pretty much their entire discography and there's some bands where like they change singers and maybe like one key member and things are kind of like good they smooth over and there's some bands that just like they can't deal with the turnover so like it, it's always been interesting to me to see the chemistry in bands like that and like Mastodon's probably one of the ones that comes to mind because like they've been the same band from beginning till now and they've had like many different sounds but they're kind of like returning their roots now um, i don't know how much of a Mastodon fan you are but i love Mastodon they're cool i don't listen to them enough i wish i, I need to get into them so i'll i remember that I, I don't listen to them there's there's a lot of uh of music that um i'll hear and i'm like oh that's fucking cool Cool. and then i'm like i gotta get into that you know i'm, I'm that way with with certain things like I, I obviously have my pick of things i listen to like i'll listen to you know bls ozzy sabbath pantera motorhead 
Um, but I, I dip my toes into other things as well. I just don't consistently go through them as much as yeah. I probably should. So, so I'll check that out. Have, have you listened to, uh, well, obviously you listened to a lot of Motorhead. Um, have you listened to Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons? Yeah, I have. I I can't pick them out very quick, but I know what you're talking about. I've listened to some of it. Okay, so that's kind of like, I don't say my transition into Motorhead. My brother and I, when we were going to the anti-war rally, like, obviously I knew who Motorhead was. I've seen Motorhead and um, always loved Motorhead, but, like, I didn't really, like, get into them until, like, my brother and I were going down to the anti-war rally last year, and um, they had... um, I think it was Razor Fist put out like a video on the history of Motorhead and I'm like, Oh, these guys are really good. But I was just like Phil Campbell and the bastard sons before that. And I didn't realize that Phil had played for Motorhead and like, I love all the stuff that Phil Campbell put out in that band specifically. Like they just put out an album. I want to say like a month ago. It is so fucking good. So like, okay, well now I have to know everything that he's done with Motorhead because like, you know, Motorhead is Motorhead, you know, like, there's not a lot of variety with motorhead like you're gonna get like some bluesy and some thrashy and just some loud rock and roll yeah it's motorhead (laughs) yeah that's what i honestly that's what i love about him like i've i will literally hit on spotify i'll hit on ace of spades and let it play through every fucking song they have like some days and i'm just like i don't know what to do and they're all the same they're all rock and roll that's what Lemmy would say to it he's playing the old school like chuck berry with a fucking bass playing lead guitar is basically what he's doing or playing like rhythm guitar uh, <laughs> is what lemmy would do i mean it was so damn loud i would i would love to have like you know grown up in a time where i could see that live like i mean you're never gonna hear again that's how insane that was yeah i mean i kind of think about that with to bring it back to pantera pantera seeing them back in like the 90s like the video that everybody goes back to is like them yeah. playing in moscow in 1991 i think it was and it's like dude there's millions of people there the uh the what the hell was it the um the wall fell or whatever the fuck it was uh not the wall of berlin i i don't know why i'm blanking on it but what the fuck happened over there and then Pantera's playing, and there's just millions of people. They're fucking crushing it. Is that and... the one where they did the big, the big domination breakdown, and like the whole crowd is just yes. <laughs> is yeah, that the one? I mean, like it's such yes, a huge yeah, yeah. concert. So like, but I mean, like you see videos of them even like before they called it quits back in um 2002 i want to say um i there's like this seven minute long video before they play becoming and like phil's just talking and all these people just start slamming shit it sounds like the whole fucking venue is going to collapse i'm like i couldn't imagine just being in the room feeling that like there's a specific feeling when you go see a band like that and like i could like terror fascination and love all in one moment Um, i love to party and get violent i don't know if i i mean i guess i would do it but being in like moscow for a pantera concert like that yeah okay i better be fucking hammered before that happens because i'm gonna get smacked in the face it's gonna hurt (laughs) yeah so my first okay so well you know what i'll tell you about the concert Oh, I, I'm still on that, like, uh, I'm on, like, a couple of seconds before you, so I, I keep interrupting because of that. But, like, um, how you were saying earlier, I'll be quick with this, how, like, a lot of people shit on the new Pantera uh, lineup. Um, how it's not Pantera, it's a tribute band. Besides, you know, like, Phil was the one that had, like, falling outs and shit, and nobody cares about Rex, blah, blah, blah. 
It's like, well, look, for us, like, what are we going to fucking do? Go in a time machine and go see the OGs? Like, we can't do that shit. Like, besides, I love Zach anyway, so I'm going to go see that. And, like, from from the videos I've seen, Phil has done pretty good with his vocals and stuff. Obviously, drumming is great. So, like, why wouldn't I go see that? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, there's no reason to fucking poo-poo it. Uh, I catch with the comments. Uh, the only pit I had to leave was Slayer and Pantera. I got fucking slammed. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> believe it. I've seen... Pe- I've seen uh, people at uh, Slayer shows that they could, it could be pretty brutal. Uh, Adam Nutter, thank you so much for dropping by, brother. Look at these handsome baby boys. Yes, I appreciate it. I don't know how baby I am, but that's all right. Um, uh, he will be on Florida on the 19th. I'm jealous. I wish I was. Uh, my wife and I might be going down to Florida, though, in April. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm strongly thinking it's going to happen, but we'll you- see. Um, so my first concert. You like to come was, to Florida a lot, don't you? Oh, I love it. I if I could move there, I would. I would I, if I never had to pick up a snow shovel again a day in my life. It I'd be the happiest dude in the world. But um, okay, my first concert was Job for a Cowboy, Guar, and Lamb of God, and I will never forget. It was an outdoor venue, and I remember just hearing the noise and just being like, "Whoa!" I was 15 years old, right? So I, I was in middle school at the time because I failed a year. So eighth grade, I remember walking around the fence and just seeing job for a cowboy playing. And like, I didn't like them back then. I, I'd probably like them now. I should go back and listen to them. But like, I remember just seeing them and then Guar went on stage and everybody got shoved forward. They're spraying blood everywhere. And then Lamb of God went up and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like every time there's still videos <laughs> on YouTube. If you look up like Lamb of God, Pittsburgh, 2009, I just blew my fucking mind. So I want to throw it over to you. What was your first concert? And do you remember that feeling of just feeling the music in your chest? Oh yeah. Um, Honestly, uh, I grew up with, like, strict, like, fundamental Christian parents who, like, hated the devil's music and stuff, right? So I was actually going to tell you about this. This is actually pretty funny. Oh, good, good, yeah. So my first concert, I cannot remember who it was. It was uh, somebody in Pensacola. They were supposedly famous. It was, like, at a music hall or whatever. That's not really a concert, right? My first, like, actual big... Because I, I didn't, like, I don't spend my money on concerts. I would go to, like, sporting events and shit, like, once yeah. I was out on my own doing my thing. Um, so I think my first one was Ed Sheeran right after my wife uh, had our baby. And so she, she loves Sheeran and he, like, he's good. Like I don't listen to him, but he's, he's obviously very good. So we went to Tampa. Um, yeah, exactly. Shannon. So, um, which is funny. Cause like growing up with like those Baptist people, like, and stuff, they would have like, like preaching conferences for like, you know, teenagers and stuff. And they would, Every once in a while, you'd have the one youth pastor that would talk about music, how, like, the devil's music is, like, going to take you to hell and whatnot. And this one guy, like, I don't know what he was thinking. He decided he was going to play, like, videos of, like, concerts on the screens and show us how bad it was. And so, like, uh, I'm, like, 10 years old, right? And, like, I, I knew who Ozzy was and I knew who all these other guys were. I didn't listen to him a lot, but, I, you know, I heard their songs. I thought it was cool. And he's playing, like, this video of Ozzy from, like, the 90s when he had Zach, right? And he's singing, like, Mr. Crowley. And, he, he, like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool. Like, Zach is playing guitar behind his head. I'm like, the fuck, you can do that shit? So then I go, like, straight to YouTube. And I, like, and that's how I got into a lot of this stuff, you know. 
And so I'm like, bro, this is the coolest thing ever. Why would you do that to us kids? <laughs> like, you're just going to make us want it more. I remember he would show us, like, uh, Marilyn Manson stuff. And so I'm like, okay, that's a little scary. He's ripping up the Bible on stage. I'm like, eh, I'm not down with that. But then he's like, oh, I guess who else is satanic? Jimi Hendrix. And then I'm like, holy shit, this guy's amazing. So I'm, I you know I got him to Hendrix and all this other shit just because some guy claimed they were all satanic. And so uh, that was basically my end to like metal and rock. And then when I would work in high school, like if it was construction or landscaping or whatever, everybody there was old. So they all listen to old country and old rock. So that like all my music is from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and shit, you know. So that's how I do it. But I didn't get to go to a lot of concerts, sadly. That's why I'm trying to get it to everybody right now. Mm. <laughs> oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's... uh. It's an experience like no other, and I'm, I'm a very, very gregarious person. I love being around people, and I love, you know, the the thrill of just being around live music. And, I mean, partially that's the reason why I play it and love doing that. But, um, yeah, I, I, ever since I was 15 years old, I, like, could not get enough. So I want to say um, throughout high school, it was just, like, every chance I could get, I'd be going to a concert. And now I look back over, like, the last, I want to say maybe, like, 10 years I have not gone to nearly enough concerts, but like my late teens, I just, you would never get me out of there. I'd be going to like two or three a week and I really, really <laughs> miss doing that, man. It, it's just so much fun. That's cool, man. I'm, that's one thing. That's a goal I have for my son is to like, if he's in the music, we're going to go to concerts as much as we can over at the, over at the stadium nearby, over at mobile or wherever we can go, you know? Um, cause the kid, I can tell the kid loves music. Like I'll play my shit around him. Like I'll be sitting on the couch, you know, after I come home from work, you know, I'm just sitting on my lap and I'll turn uh, Spotify on the TV and just play my stuff. And he'll just stand up in my lap and start bouncing and like dancing around. I'm like, okay, there you go. My, my wife will come in and be like, you motherfucker, he's supposed to be liking my music. I'm like, well, you don't play any around him. Like, you know, dad plays the headbanging stuff. That's what he likes. So, you know, I'm hoping if, if he's into that, then that's something we can do together. Cause I didn't like, there's a lot of things I didn't have in common with my dad that I want to pass on to my son. That you love is like a, a whole different feeling, you know, for me, like I would, I live in Durham, North Carolina growing up. So I would go to like Duke basketball games. And so being at a, in a student section of a basketball game, especially at that high level um, was like being in a pit at a concert. I mean, you got students like right up in your face and you're like 13 years old, you know, you got your shirt off and you're painted blue and you're like, Oh shit. Like that's the closest I got to that. So the more opportunities I can get to my son, the better. Yeah, dude, I totally feel that because uh, I, I definitely think I'm going to try to play as much like good heavy metal. Um, whenever my wife and I have kids, I, I, I definitely think I'm going to, they're going to get to listen to lots of Pantera. Yeah. They're going to know Phil Anselmo from the time they're a kid to the time they're Dude. adults. And, uh, you know, hopefully they learn, you know, all <laughs> the intricacies of Lamb of God and all the, like, the, you know, metal core I used to listen to when I would flip through, like, the Music Choice channel on MTV or on a fucking dish cable back in the day. That's how I discovered, like, a lot of, like, really good heavy bands. I, I want my kid to know all that stuff just because, like, the sense of community in the metal world is just like that of like no other. So like when I hear people saying, Oh, metal's the devil's music or this or that, um, it really frustrates me because like people don't understand the love and the unity in that community. And it's not like people give a shit either. I mean, it's like all about the music. 
Uh, I think Dicky Dicky had to jump back in. Uh oh. Dicky's twin brother is now on the stream. Was that me that time? Yeah, I think it was. It's my connection has been um it said it was solid, so um but yeah, yeah. no, dude, I just uh I, I love the feeling of being at a heavy metal concert or like um heavy metal in general like the the sense of unity so like whenever i see um like you telling the story of priests and pastors kind of talking down metal um it's really upsetting because like i don't think people understand how like tight-knit that community is like it's a very very loving experience mm -hmm. to go to a concert it sounds crazy from like somebody outside looking in but you won't meet a more like nicer loving group of people than you will when you're all united on the banner music and like politics um, whatever differences you have don't matter in that moment. It's all about, you know, what you guys want to share and enjoy together. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, I don't think anybody in their right mind would say that sports are an unhealthy avenue for young men, for kids, especially young men, because that's a camaraderie and that's a brotherhood. And, you know, attending a sports event, especially if, like, you know, how I was talking about earlier in it, like a student section, you're jam packed somewhere and everybody's looking out for each other. And we're all like cheering on something that that's no different than being at a concert, being in a pit, something like that, because you're witnessing your favorite entertainment and you're getting that rush the whole time. And like, um, from their point of view, okay, sure. If an artist has like completely satanic lyrics or like something that's immoral against your faith, that's one thing. But if it's just a genre of music and there's nothing wrong with the song itself other than that, like it's fucking heavy and has like awesome guitar play in it and it makes you feel good, like what's wrong with that? You know? Um, but anyway, that's just my opinion. <laughs> no, dude, I totally get it and I agree. Um, and, and like I think religion is generally good for people, but I think it's how people may express their beliefs in religion when it comes to like shaking your fist in people's face about heavy metal stuff. So like when I see this whole trad renaissance and this religious renaissance going on, um, I like it in the fact that it's going to give people something that they feel hopeful for and it gives them something that they feel is like more purpose in their lives. But I don't like the idea of taking that same feeling away from other people where they find it in a different respect. Yeah, for me, like when you see a lot of the Christian nationalism trending on Twitter, like I enjoy it because the main reason is that it completely mogs the degenerate, nasty gay shit that's all over the place that's trending now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all the lame, just ugly, like, rejection of beauty things that like we used to have that look nice like and now they're just trying to destroy everything and supplant and subvert everything like the complete reaction to that is like uh well one of them is like christian nationalist twitter and there's others and shit like that you know but it's like okay i can identify with that because like for me with my religion my faith god believes in beauty and believes that we should try hard and emulate him and his desire to make beautiful creative things and the fact that they're just making this ugly modern art or they're like making like complete mockeries of people's bodies and shit like that. They're promoting people being fat. It's like, no, dude, go to the fucking gym, be aesthetic and look beautiful and make something nice. Like, you know, that's that's kind of my view on it because it, because it completely rejects the modern like dog shit era that we live in. <laughs>
Did you freeze? We're going to figure this out one way or another, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, I live right by the beach and stuff. So, like, the only internet that was that on. No, that was on. Yeah, that, that was on me this time. My internet <laughs> was decided you? to up and shit. The okay, way. I don't yeah. feel so bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going on, like, a nice little crusader rant there, too. Like, <laughs> no, dude, I got it. I got it. No, I, I got most of it. I think maybe towards like the end there it started to cut out i i can't believe this my internet's gonna fucking kill me tonight and then of course we got a uh a pretty cool show on my other show tonight so um yeah Dickie, you I, was, I was supposed really... to warm you up for dave not destroy your confidence oh no 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 regardless <laughs> you know the show will go on with or without me um dicky i really enjoyed hanging out with you and talk to you man hopefully um the next time my wife and i are in florida or you know anywhere down there if you're anywhere up here we'll get to hang out and uh you know shoot some uh do a few shots and listen to some sabbath or go see zach sabbath or something like that we'll figure something out uh go ahead and give your plugs and we'll uh round this one off and do one again sometime in the future man yeah um all i have really is just my twitter you know it's on my it's on the video pine double underscore bear if you're if you're one of the people tuning in one of the three viewers uh to watch me then you already follow me there so it's all good but every once in a while i'll drop a fun video or i'll just shit post and say something mean um who knows maybe i'll make another mccain edit or something but that's pretty much what i do i love hanging with the homies and stuff one day i'll get around to writing my book um so yeah it was very nice being on with you man i appreciate it you know of course dicky like i said we'll definitely do it again sometime um yeah, and let me know as soon as you start writing your book because I have plenty of uh, sources for you for uh, the 19th Amendment and its consequences. I think we have plenty of case studies and anecdotal stories about why that was bad for the human race. I'm just going to so, start uh, clipping Brandy on on your show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be a whole subsection chapter, maybe even like sequel in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Um, so Forward yeah, said, Brandy. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so speaking of that, uh, everybody make sure you go over to Cognitive Vigilance um, YouTube channel after this. We're going to be going live with Dave Smith, Brandy, and Ryan at 8.30. It'll be a really, really cool show. Um, as always, I appreciate everybody listening, checking everything out. And uh, until next time, guys, rock and roll and take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.